the utter ridiculousness of the 5 to 10% weight loss recommendation. This is the Weight and Healthcare newsletter. If you like what you're reading, please consider subscribing and or sharing at weightandhealthcare.com. The idea that people can gain clinically meaningful health benefits by losing 5 to 10% of their body weight is ubiquitous and ridiculous. Sometimes it's recommended as a way to improve general health, to reduce cardiometabolic risk factors, or to improve a specific health condition. I wrote about this and a study that tested it previously. Today I want to look at the sheer folly of the basic math and logic of this, because this 5-10% to weight loss idea doesn't just defy research, it defies logic and math. The recommendation is that those who are quote overweight and quote obese based on the deeply flawed BMI scale should be advised to lose 5-10% to of their weight. Just as a reminder, and this is covered in depth in my previous piece, that number was arrived at by attrition, with the recommended amount of weight loss dropping precipitously over the years as intentional weight loss interventions continuously failed to create the recommended amount of weight loss. Also, those who are still clinging to the weight loss paradigm continue to lower the bar. As you may remember, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, or ANAD, hit a new low, literally and figuratively, when their proposed guidelines suggested just 3 to 5% weight loss to be considered success. Let's break this down using some real numbers. Content note, I'll be talking about exact heights and weights and weight loss, so please take care of yourself. And of course, feel free to skip the rest of this piece to keep yourself safe. We'll start with a woman who's 5'3 and weighs 300 pounds. She has type 2 diabetes and her A1C, a measure of her average blood glucose level, is 7.1. This person's BMI is 53.1, according to the NAH calculator, which makes her, quote, class 3 obese. Again, this is a nonsense category on a nonsense scale, but it is a categorization system and scale that is adhered to by those who push the 5 to 10% weight loss recommendation. So, she goes to the doctor and is told that she should try to lose 5 to 10% of her body weight to improve her blood sugar and A1C. If, assuming, without much evidence, she could lose 10% of her body weight, and in the short time before she cert almost certainly gains it all back, it would leave her at 275 pounds. At that point, her BMI would be 47.8, which is still, quote, class 3 obese. So, using their own scale, she has not only not moved out of the, quote, obese category, she has not even moved out of her current class of, quote, obesity. If an amount of weight loss that doesn't make any change on this scale is considered a success, what is the point of the scale? But it gets more ridiculous. Let's say we have a woman who is 5'3 and weighs 270 pounds. Again, class 3, quote, obese. She has type 2 diabetes and her A1C is also 7.1. So she goes to the doctor and is told that she should try to lose 5 to 10% of her body weight to improve her blood sugar and A1C. But wait, our 300-pound patient was told that getting to 270 pounds would improve her A1C. But this patient, who weighs 270 pounds, has to lose 5 to 10% of her body weight to improve her A1C? The ridiculousness is starting to reveal itself, but let's keep going with this. Assuming, without much evidence, that she could lose 10% of her body weight and in the short time before she almost certainly gains it back, it would leave her at 243 pounds, which would leave her at a BMI of 43, which is still class 3, quote, obese. Let's say we have a woman who is 5'3 and weighs 243 pounds. She has type 2 diabetes and her A1C is 7. Okay, you get the idea. Remember that this 5 to 10% weight loss recommendation is for anyone who is, quote, overweight or above on the BMI chart. This recommendation will be given to any 5'3 person at or above 140.9 pounds. But wait, there's more. 
Let's say we have a woman who is 5'3 and weighs 140.9 pounds. Again, quote unquote, overweight. She has type 2 diabetes and her A1C is 7.1. At that BMI, she should get the 5 to 10% weight loss recommendation, except if she loses just 0.1 pounds, she would move into the quote normal weight category and thus not be subject to the recommendation. So does she need to lose 5 to 10% of her body weight to improve her A1C? Or is she just one-tenth of one pound away from improving her blood glucose? Let's take this home. A woman who is 5'3 and 140.8 pounds comes into the doctor's office with type 2 diabetes and an A1C of 7.1. She has the exact same diagnosis and A1C as the 300-pound woman, but since her BMI is in the quote normal range, she doesn't get the, the weight loss recommendation. She gets ethical evidence-based medical interventions. This is, to speak in the colloquial, absolutely bonkers. And it is recommended to up to 70% of the population. This has to stop. The truth is that thin people get all the same health issues as fat people, but fat people are constantly, uncritically told to lose weight, to treat or prevent health issues that people at lower rates already have. And that's before we consider that this whole lose 5 to 10% of your body weight nonsense isn't based on clinical studies, but on the weight loss industry moving the goalpost for what they're calling clinically meaningful weight loss, and healthcare practitioners, some of whom are part of or take money from the weight loss industry, taking it as truth and parroting it back while actively ignoring the research that suggests that it's not this small, likely not sustained weight loss that creates the health changes, but rather the behavior changes that preceded both the small amount of weight loss and any health improvements. Patients of all sizes deserve ethical evidence-based medicine that is grounded in research, math, and logic. And this 5 to 10% weight loss recommendation does not qualify. Did you find this post helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and the work that goes into it and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.